0: Welcome once again to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. Thank you for joining us today as we're going to bring you a series of messages to encourage you to do what God wants every believer to do, and that is to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ to those who do not know him. Do you care enough to share? Do you know that God has made you a minister of reconciliation? Do you know when to share where to share, and how to share? Well, listen to these messages as we're going to encourage the body of Christ to get busy because the harvest is ripe, but the laborers are few. Now join us today as we go into the Word of God and see what the Word is sharing with us about how to be effective in reaching others for Jesus Christ. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. The gospel has the power. Of salvation for everyone who believes. For first for the Jews, then for the Gentiles. Then Paul gives us a comprehensive statement on how God has made this reconciliation possible. So in our text in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 18, he says, All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ. And gave us the ministry of reconciliation. So the first thing I want you to do is realize who the us are. The us are we. We are the us. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself. And through Christ gave us the ministry. That was a good point to say amen right in there, right in there. You missed a good spot. He gave us the ministry. When I first came to the Lord, and you know how it is when you first come to the Lord, you're so excited. You want God to do something in your life, and you go to church, you see the preachers, you see the teachers, you see the prophet, the apostle, the evangelist, you see all these. Lord, I want to minister. Didn't you say that? That's when you first got saved. Now, you've been saved too long now. You ain't thinking about it. But remember when you first got saved when you were excited you wanted to do something for God oh some of y'all don't even remember that how long ago that been well here's what you do for God he said he gave up the ministry, I used to be kind of intimidated. Well, why? They seem to be so uh, holy, and I don't seem to have that same uh, uh, holiness in my life look like. You know, they seem to be so anointed. They seem to be so gifted. They seem like God's using them. He don't want to use me. Well, you know, he gave all of us the ministry of reconciliation. But I want to start with this phrase. It says, all this is from God. All this points back to verses seven, verses 14 through 17, which describe the total transformation that takes place at our conversion. I'm only going to be talking to the people in the next few moments who are saved. So if you're not saved, this is not for you because you, you didn't do this. But if you were saved, you had a you had a, a, a transformation in your life. You had a conversion in your life. If you are saved, something changed in your life when you came to Christ. And if you say you have come to Christ and nothing has changed, I got news for you. Nothing's changed. You might end up in that line that who Jesus spoke to the group of folks and said, Why are you calling me Lord, Lord? And you didn't do anything that I say. That's at the judgment. You say, Lord, I went to church on Sunday. Yeah, I know you went to church. But why are you calling me, Lord? Lord, we cast our demons in your name. We we healed the sick. We did all that. Jesus said, listen, get away from me. I don't even know you. I never have known you. You don't want to be in that line. But if you've come to Christ, you know that there was a change in your life. Look at what he says in 514. For Christ's love compels us because we are convinced. That one died for all and therefore all died. And he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. When you come to Christ, your life change and you're no longer living for you. You are living for him because he lives in you. That's, that's the way it's supposed to work, okay, if you didn't know. That's the way it's supposed to work. Now, once you get saved and you get excited, now the enemy, the devil, sees that you got saved and your life uh, has been changed. And he spends the rest of the time to convince you not to go forward and exercise in what God has already made available to you. So he starts telling you that you need to start living your own life. You know, you, uh, it don't take all that. But the old saints used to say, "It's going to take all of that and some more. The enemy said, you don't have to take all that. You ain't got to go to church that often. You ain't got to pray that much. You don't have to get that kind of money. Why why give the church all your money? See, he'll tell you that. He don't know we're trying to help somebody over in Ghana. Have y'all heard him say that? Well, he was talking to you. Y'all know you heard him say that because he talked to all of us. Because he's trying to keep you from doing what God has appointed for you and assigned for you. And he's done a really good job. Because the church is anemic and ineffective in our culture. People are not coming to Christ on account of the church. They're coming to the church on account of our entertainment value. They're not coming to seek the Lord. They're not coming running to the altar to say, what must I do to be saved? They're coming to put their kids in a real nice children's area that looks like McDonald's so they can go in the church and get a break from the cheering. And perhaps get their praise on while they're in there and sneak out without having to commit to doing anything. Give me my hour and 15 minutes and I'm good. Then he goes on in verse 17 and said, now therefore, based on what I just told you, anyone who's in Christ is a new creation. Anyone who is in Christ is a new creature. New creation, anyone who's in Christ, if anyone is in Christ, he is new. Now, if you're not in him, you're not new. He says, if anyone is in Christ, before I was in Christ, you would not find me in the church on Sunday morning. He said, you're a new creation. Those verses describe the believer's death and resurrection in Christ. He said, you died when Christ died. Christ died on the cross for all which included you and I. And when we placed our trust in Him and by faith accept the salvation that He provided, he came into our hearts, and he transformed our lives. He came into our hearts and transformed our lives. You know, Elder Shepherd was right on target by talking about a total recall. Some of us been so saved so long we don't forgot what we used to be like before we got saved. And we don't even thank God for bringing us out. Oh, we need to go back to old school and say, look where he brought me from. Oh, look where he brought me from. You know how it was for you Got say. All this is from God, All those things related to changing our lives when we come to Christ. And Paul does not want us to be mistaken All this is from God, that he is bringing us and reconciling us through Christ. That's from God. God does that. Sinners cannot be reconciled to God on their own terms. You can't negotiate with God and reconcile with him on your own terms. Don't be talking to them, well, God, when I get a chance. You know, God, you know my heart. You know my heart, Lord. When, you know, I got some things I got to get straightened out, you know. You know my heart. You know, the Bible said the, the, the spirit is willing, but what? That's the only scripture you memorize. <laughs> the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Next time you say that, I'm going to ask you now, what verse is that? Where is it at? Unsaved people have no ability to satisfy God's anger against sin. Unsaved people have no ability to satisfy God's justice or to satisfy his standards of righteousness. Sinners are guilty and face the death penalty for violating God's law and face eternal banishment from his presence in hell. That's the destiny of sinners. The deceptive premise of all false religions is this. All false religions that that this is a deception for them is that sinners based on our own moral and religious efforts and achievements we can reconcile ourselves to God or some God. Just do this. Just do that. Burn another candle. Go to this. Do that. Call the guy that Oprah was talking to. He'll tell you you can get in. The gods are in ourselves. Come on, close your eyes. Have self-actualization. You'll be there. You'll be there. There's nothing past this life. All will see a white light. Well, sometime when fog gets really hot, it turns white. <laughs> You're going to see a white light all right. But God has designed the way of reconciliation and only God himself can initiate the reconciliation of sinners. God reconciled us to himself. He reconciled us to himself. And that is precisely the good news of the gospel. God so loved the world that he made a way for reconciliation. That's the good news. You can't do this on your own. God already made the way. It was His desire to reconcile sinners to Himself and to make us His children. See, from the foundation of the world, God, apart from any outside influence, determined to save sinners in order to eternally display His glory and His grace. God wants to to rule and to reign and to visit with us for eternity. And God made the way for that to happen. From Genesis chapter 3, when God called out to Adam, this is after the fall, after Adam had sinned and disobeyed God, God came looking for him, and God called out to him and said, Where are you? Now notice, Adam didn't go looking for God. God went to look for him so that he can bring him back to himself. When Adam was created and Eve was brought forth, they had a relationship with God. Here's where we are. They had a relationship with God that mirrored God. We were made in God's own image. We had the spirit of God, the nature of God and we could fellowship with God without any interference, without anything interrupting that fellowship. The Bible said God would come and just walk in the evening of the, in the cool of the eve with Adam and they would just talk. They'd be on great terms and everything was working just fine and they they didn't have to reconcile because they never was apart and they would just part. God and Adam and Eve and everything was just working just fine. And then when they disobeyed, sin came in. And then God found them. They were hiding. Now they never hid before. They never hid before. When they disobeyed God, they knew internally that something was off now. This is Jerry G. Martin and thanks again for listening to us as we have brought the Word of God to you. We have been focusing on engaging the believer to rise up and do what Jesus Christ has called us to do and that is to be a witness every day in every place that we are. The Holy Spirit has empowered the believers and will come alongside of us as we are obedient to him and reach others with the gospel. If you would like to hear today's message again in its entirety, you can go to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily, Jerry G. Martin. You can hear today's message as well as previous messages that you've heard aired on this station. You can also visit us on our website at LOWCF.org. Again, that's dot forg Now I want to give you a special invitation To be my guest for the rest of this month, we are sharing messages on God's grace to help us through troubled times. We're living in some very troubled times with high inflation and high gas prices. You go to the grocery store and you just can't believe how much things are costing. Well, God is not caught off guard and he's made a way for his people to prosper even in a pandemic or downturn economy. Join us every Sunday this month, and we're going to be sharing that message with you that will encourage you that God is able. All we have to do is believe his promises and then commit to obey. Join us for our Sunday services at 10 a.m. We're at 16161 Old Humble Road. We'd love to have you come and be our guest. Now, for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, May the Lord our God richly bless you. And we'll be with you again next time.